Today we got Maya from Forever Still. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. How are yeah, you? I'm doing all right. Like, I know it's probably late for you, right? Oh, it's not too bad. It's like nine o'clock in the evening. So. <laughs> well, it was, it was hard to like get like kind of with the time difference. I didn't realize that you're like six hours ahead, right? Yeah, I think that's what we figured out. So yeah, it's it's quite a bit to to consider. I know your first suggestion was uh, like four in the morning for yeah. me. Like no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I get <laughs> that. that. <laughs> it's fine, but like some listeners don't know, like you, of course. But like, what do you do? And like forever still, what what do you do? I guess. Yeah, well, I do all the things. No, basically, I uh, started the band with a uh, Mikkel who plays a uh, live bass and also like most of the instruments in the studio and we started the band together so uh, we write the songs and I do mainly um, what can you say like lyrics and vocal melodies and some piano here and there a bit of theremin also and uh, yeah live I play a little synth as well so we've mixed it up a little bit and yeah together we like run the band uh, as a whole and like since we started we were very much like a DIY band so we also did um, well, our own recordings and mix and mastering music videos, uh, band photography and cover artwork. And yeah, a lot of the things we've kept doing um, even later in the game. You know? Really? I didn't know you did like photography, I guess, as well with the band and everything. Yeah, I, we did. So, I mean, the photo shoot for our latest album we did with Tim Tronco, which I was very pleased about because I think they turned out great. But before that, um, we did it ourselves, like with a tripod and a camera. And then I had an app on my phone so I could click it off. So I I would hold it, you know, down like that. And like, just (laughs) so only do pictures like from, uh, what do you say, like the hip up so I could have my hand below and just click that thing so i i was happy not to do that anymore but i mean you gotta make it work right oh yeah everything's like really when you first start off it's a lot of do your dui i guess and a lot like yourself and you don't have much resources right when you first start off and everything but that's kind of cool actually that you just did like a little clicker behind and everything that's that's neat that's neat (laughs) what got you in like the start of the beginning like what got you into music and piano for yourself like what is your influences yeah um well I was not considering a, a career in music like until a little later in life that being said I was always I had always like loved singing and I played musicals when I was younger so I thought when I was around those I don't know, 14 or something that I was going to be a musical performer. And then I was told like, no, that's a stupid career. You're never going to get a job. The competition is way too hard. It's like, oh, okay, sure. You know, and then I went like the the route that so many people try to take, you know, this classic get it education, all the safety and security. And at some point I just figured out that was not really the thing that made me happy every day when I woke up, you know, it was the musical thing is was the band thing I started like some bands as well when I was like 14 15 just like school bands and hobby bands and stuff like that and that was really the thing that made me happy so at some point in life I just had to realize okay like in its own sense life is short what do you want to do with it like get up and be happy is a pretty good start yeah that's that's the main thing if you're pursuing music and you're having fun with it that's what most people say if if you can't make music that you're enjoying, why do it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. But why Forever Still, though? Like, why did you make the band? That's the real question, I'm guessing. Yeah, 
Well, um, like I mentioned, Mikkel and I started the band out together and we just met at a concert and we started talking and we talked afterwards and he was like, well, he wanted to start something up with somebody and he sent over like some ideas, like instrumental ideas. And I just immediately had all those ideas in my head for melodies and lyrics and I sent it back to him. And, you know, it was just instant chemistry and we just, we didn't, we never talked about like what we wanted to do or what we wanted to sound like. It was just so um, subconscious. So it felt really, really right. And chemistry was good. We inspired each other and it just, it went from there that it was, it felt really good at, that it could be something more than just a, a hobby project. Yeah. Like really, I've known you guys for like years and years and it's kind of cool how much you guys have progressed over the years and just seeing this much of a passion, but now it's much of a job for you. And it's it's great to see that you're actually doing what you absolutely love and just the fans enjoying it and everything. I Thank love you. It. But what's it like being the lead singer actually in like a female fronted band and like rock and metal? Like how do you keep that image, I guess, for the band and like trying to be a woman to represent like young girls wanting to get into music as well? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I feel like we do when we're younger, even if we're not really aware of it, we do find people somewhat similar to ourselves to look up to. And I listened to female vocalists as well growing up and had this connection with that just because I guess you can see yourself in it as a kid. And I think it's so super important that there's not a huge amount of females in heavier music. And I, I feel like it, it goes like this. If, if you're a kid and you don't really see anybody looking like you doing it, it's going to be like, I guess that's not something I'm supposed to do. Right. So, but if you see somebody, so, yeah. So I, I really, I enjoy it like that. Obviously it's tough at times too, because you can definitely feel like you're getting like evaluated differently. And yeah, exactly. People can have that look like even when we were touring, like somebody in the audience would go like, "Ugh, what's this kind of thing? And it took like a couple of, you know, when we're touring with heavier bands, because that's what it is sometimes. And but it took people a few songs to actually, OK, this is not like this is not crap. I know, but, but people are sometimes I'm looking for an English word here, but they have something in mind about what they think females in heavy music is. And it's usually it's, it's pretty, it's boring, it's blah, 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 especially when we started out. I mean, now there's a lot more in the scene showing that there's so much diversity. So I feel like it can be a bit of a struggle, but it's definitely worth it to be able to show it to to young kids and young girls. Yeah, that's great. Like, how's been like the reception, I guess, like in recent years? Like, I know back when you guys first started, there was barely any like vocalists for female fronted bands and everything yeah. what's I guess the representation now I guess for you guys as a band and everything and reaching out to other bands and that well um well yeah there's definitely there, there are more bands now than when we started out mm. so but I mean it's still we're still putting it into like a little side genre and calling it female fronted metal or rock yeah. and I mean we never call it male fronted metal or rock so I mean in in that on its own, it's definitely still the underdogs, but I love that more bands with female musicians are getting some recognition and also showing that it doesn't all like sound the same or the same thing because we've been hit by that as well. Like, oh, this sounds like uh, Evanescence or every female-fronted band sounds like Nightwish. It's like, 
it's like saying every male-fronted band sounds like Metallica, right? Because you have that one reference point that made it big or two reference points, you know? Yeah. So you have to compare every band to that. But you can do that with like male-fronted band as well. But it hasn't really been a thing. But um, I'm guessing it's helping now since there are more and more bands emerging with female musicians as well. I don't see like that much as a reference. Like I know people are like influences for like Metallica or like Nickelback or something like that for bands and that but I don't see it like in that aspect on trying to be like them but it's good to have like influence in them I don't see much of bands sounding like someone in that anymore in this day and age but it's interesting I guess on the music aspect on everything I guess right Mm -hmm. well you would be surprised the amount of time you are being like discredited as completely unoriginal just because oh it sounds like insert like yeah. the top female bands always Evanescence Nightwish or Paramore if you're more pop rock those are the ones you're going to get over and over again and it, yeah it is complete bullshit and the amount of times we even when we played live at some point it started the show of course and we saw a review going like oh just starting out it sounds exactly like a ripoff of within temptation all this symphonic metal it's like we don't even do symphonic metal we don't even like have strings and everything we have like we don't have keyboards like that you know but yeah, yeah people are just yeah yeah they have this conception of it how long did it take for you guys to actually like to make it for people to actually say oh it's your sound not like rep- make it sound like within temptation or evanescence how long did that you think took you guys to say oh this is our own sound you think oh it's hard to say because i haven't like been keeping track of it like that but i guess just in general like when you just come out i feel like i guess our first album tied down it was the one that that came out to the masses first and and then people are quick to judge you, but then you come back with a different album and we definitely made one that sounded different. And I feel like we didn't hear it as much there and it wasn't just labeled as as gothic or symphonic or, you know, very standard things. So. Yeah. Yeah. How's like the writing process, like with the whole entire band, like what do you get? Do you guys do anything special for that at all? Well, um, Mikkel and I write the songs together. So um, he has been playing all the instruments in the studio. Um, and then I, I do, yeah, mainly vocals, some piano and some theremin. And we've just had this process of either one of us starting out. For him, it would be like an instrumental piece he sends to me. And that inspires like the general theme of the song. And it gives me the first, you know, the first melody and I send it back and that inspires him from the next piece. And we like go back and forth like that. And for me, it would be like making um, a vocal melody, just put some basic piano chords on it. Tell him if I have anything in mind uh, about what guitars would do. Not that I know very much of that. You know? uh, so, so, but then sometimes um, he'll just create this whole new different world around it. I think a good example actually would be from our latest album, Breathing Colors. We, did a song called Is It Gone? And we did a band version of it and we did an acoustic version of it. But actually the acoustic was like pretty much the one I started out with. And then Mikkel just took the vocal, not exactly, but just for when he started making it, took vocal, silenced the piano and started creating stuff behind it. And then we created like the full band song of it like that. That's cool. I've noticed actually a lot more bands. I actually talked to one band. 
I think it's Throw the Fight. And they started doing only acoustically for their songs and everything firsthand. So then after they put in like, so first it's going to be acoustic and then they try to build off of it into like the hard rock, the hard metal after that and see how it could go about with that, which is kind of interesting why a lot of these bands are kind of going into this like acoustic group, I guess, at the start, maybe. I don't know. Is it? Like well, something. for me, it's a point of what I'm able to play. So, you mm-hmm. know, the instruments uh, I am most comfortable with is definitely piano. And that is just not a heavy instrument. Like, it's not you, you bring on a full-on metal or rock song on a piano. So that's what I, what I do, just play some, like, basic-ass chords just to set the mood. But you can still have an aggressive vocal and just put the chords behind it just to get, like, more, like, what can you say, more of the rhythm, more of the feel of it yeah. more than anything else and then you can like scratch that and build something up like a cool riff or whatever mm-hmm. yeah i could see that and i guess i don't know do you guys think that you'll do more acoustic stuff in the future or are you just going to go straight hardcore on like the newer stuff you think <laughs> a bit of both i mean we have so many things we love to do and it's never just been this one thing we want to do and we really like we enjoy making something different every time. So the next album is, is like going to be something different again, because I mean, we don't want to do the same album like over yeah. and over again, because then it, I think it stops being fun, at least well, for me. I bet. And also a lot of bands and a lot of fans want to see how you guys are experimenting with your sound, right? And see what you guys could really shape up with luckily, the game. I mean, luckily it's, it's a bit of both as always. I feel like people were very um welcoming of our latest latest album despite it sounding somewhat different than the first one but then again there'll always be people like oh i just wish you can like make a one another one of like those kinds of album you know they just want to like tie down to or i think it's going to be i mean it, it's if it's your first love sometimes it's hard to let go because you loved it so much and you want a version of that so but i mean for us it's gonna maybe we're gonna come and circle back to some things but we're definitely gonna keep like having fun with it and just doing different stuff yeah, I could see that. I I love the both albums and I love the EP and everything. So honestly, great tracks and everything. I'm just curious on like, will you guys have like a single out soon for the new record or anything out of the sort? Well, uh, we're still going to try and, and figure out what we want like on the album because we've been writing a lot during COVID, like I guess a lot of other bands because what the heck else are we going to do? <laughs> you can't really go touring and everything. We had a, everything canceled, of course, like everybody else. So we just decided to write and so far we've been writing a lot and we definitely have more than for one album so we're just trying to figure out how we want everything to fit together so it becomes like a cool and diverse album and right now we're figuring out okay are some of these things too different is this going to sound like varied and diverse or is it going to sound schizophrenic and that's the kind of place we're at right now I just got to figure out like is it cool or is it too much and then like what other songs we would pair it with instead so see what I like to hear is like something weird out of the ordinary like on probably like the first or the last track just because it's like different it's not like in the middle of the album so it's like oh you're in the kind of mood setting because all these songs are kind of sounding like the same kind of rheumatic and that kind of vibe but then you just have this random track and you're like what's going on here right yeah well it's funny you say that because uh the what we're talking about right now might be actually just starting out with this like kind of messed up like track that's definitely not a standard or a classic track so it you might have your dreams come true with that but we'll see. 
we'll see. We'll cross our fingers and see. But who knows what what is it like actually during COVID with like the writing process with um what's his, what's his name um oh, Mikkel. Mikkel, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's easy for us. Us, it always has been because we work. Like a lot of the times we have been working separately, sending ideas just to the computer, you know, because it's easy. And then we don't really do it like in a jam kind of way because we're just two people. So it's not like we can run around through a drum set and a guitar and a bass and a piano, and, you know. So we just usually do it like that. And, and then sometimes we just like meet up and, and listen to stuff and, and discuss like, oh, maybe what if the riff went up here instead, of, you know, like those kind of details and, and, and work more um closely with some of things but a lot of the times it's just like sending ideas back and forth and even like oh I've sent these three like which one of like the endings do you like better as oh you know it's easy too so it like that COVID has not been a problem okay that's good yeah, yeah. like some <laughs> bands yeah some bands are like they can't because of the digital aspect I guess doesn't work or here and there but I'm glad that it's working for you guys because oh yeah that's good but sure yeah we've pretty much always done it like that just done a lot of things on our own and then met up and and just figured out the details and and all those things yeah yeah is there any like features you're thinking on the next record like different artists gonna hop on to it you're thinking or no oh we haven't talked to anybody about it yet so that's that's still a yeah I feel like we're gonna have to 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 put the album together first before we even Think about realize it. like what we need for it or what we want for it so but uh maybe <laughs> maybe up in the air okay that's that's something that a lot of people just don't kind of think about I guess I I don't know maybe it's a new kind of thing that a lot of artists and bands are trying to get into yeah I mean features. we wanted to do it for for the last album actually and we had somebody lined up who was like he was interested and thought the track was cool and everything, but he was touring and he wouldn't be home for another month. And we were like, okay, we actually pushed back the release a little bit for him to come home. And then he did come home and he uh, gave us, say, said like, oh yeah, it's cool. I want, and I think he might've said, what was it? 7,000 euros for like a guest performance on a song. And then we're like, what? What? <laughs> So I'm not going to like spill any names, but we're yeah. like, I mean, we don't, we don't have that kind of money at all. I mean, we're, we're not a big band or anything. Oh, yeah. So we're like, okay, we pushed back the release and everything. So that kind of sucks. But <laughs> then we just went on with it and we didn't like look for anybody else because we didn't have more time. Uh, hmm. at that point, so. Dang. Yeah. You should have actually yeah. like talk to him and say, yo, what is your, I guess, price limit before we get into it? Would I mean, it would have been nice if like management, yeah. in between themselves had figured that out before we waited uh for a response um i mean we're we're in the middle of finishing up an album and and somebody else, else is talking about it to his management about this stuff and I, I mean i can't believe that nobody would like figure out a price in advance but i mean right so yeah that's that's the day and age everything is just like oh it'll just blow up right in your face like right now you won't even know yeah yeah um what is like some artists you hope to actually like work on in the future for your music career oh i don't i actually like i don't even know think uh, about it. Oh, <laughs> uh hey being put on the spot like that you know there are so many different artists i actually enjoy listening to so i don't really have anyone in particular lined up that holy crap i need to to work with this person so so actually 
I, I, I wouldn't even know right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> all good. All good. That's. I, I guess people probably always have like their dream artist they want to work. With, but I mean, for me, there are probably like a hundred artists I'd love to work with because there's so much great music out there and so many great people making it. So uh, I am hoping like generally to make more collaborations uh, this year. Something might just be out next year so i i just did something with uh, alexandra Sianer, guitarist and right. that was really really fun and i have a couple of more things lined up so it is nice to just be able to work with some some new people that's good i like that i love that and what about like a dream tour for yourself with the band <laughs> well i same thing i mean the first time we went out uh, on a big tour it was with lacuna coil and yeah. Before that happened, I was like, that's never going to happen. I mean, that was like a band I listened to growing up. And like all of a sudden, a month before tour, it was like, you're on board. All right, pack your bags, make a set list. Like, let's go book some hotels. Like, wait, what? So like when they said they put our name in the mix there, we like, yeah, sure. Right. And then we got that one. I said like, okay, that's crazy. So I mean, <laughs> what what's going to happen next? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I love Lacuna Coil, and I've been a fan of them for years, as well as you guys. So honestly, seeing you guys love them is kind of cool too. Like, I don't know how the dynamic for tour was like with them, but well, we didn't share a tour bus, but mm. we hung out together in backstage a lot, and like each and every one of those band members were so nice and so sweet and kind. No divas, no nothing. And especially Maki was like so accommodating and so sociable and so sweet. And when they came to Denmark on tour, we went to see them and they came out and said hi and, and gave us a beer or two on the bus. So that was really, really sweet. I love that. What, yeah. what, would, be, what would you be doing if Forever Still didn't come in the picture, if it didn't happen? What would you be doing right now then? Yeah, uh, like... I did start like when, when I was um, I, in school, I had a plan to become a veterinarian, actually. So I, I'm glad I didn't do it because now when you ask me, it's like, were you going to do that if you didn't have forever still? Well, definitely not, because I have figured out what makes me happy. And either way, I would be working with music of some sorts. So if I would be with another band or doing my own stuff for it, it would definitely have to be music and something creative and, you know anything in, in the world of, of, of creative stuff works out. But yeah, when I was younger, I thought I was going to be a veterinarian and I've liked animals like since forever and Aww. I want to save them. And I thought that was a really, that was a cool thing to do. Wait, do you have any pets at all? Yeah, I, yeah. I have a cat and I used to have uh, another cat who would probably have been right here. Aww. So she passed away last year after 11 Aww. years. So that was really rough. I'm yeah. Sorry about that. I just lost my 14 year old do uh, dog Shih Tzu last month. So I'm I... sorry too. I mean, they are family. So yeah. it's like, for me, it was definitely like losing a family member. And I, I shut down completely for several weeks and did nothing but play video games in eat ice cream you know it was really bad <laughs> and uh but yeah you know it's, it's the grieving process I guess I yeah yeah it's it's super rough but I mean it was like the best cat ever like everybody says about their pets like your dog was the best dog ever mm -hmm. uh, you know so you you get you get really close to them so it hurts yeah. well. they're 
your best buddies you share everything with them that's that's oh, the beauty yeah. of just like you know what, what do you call it in, in i don't know what it's called in english but like velcro cat you know if you're one side of velcro the cat is like that oh, you know okay. that's <laughs> a weird term like she sticks to you 24 seven. So if you're somewhere, she would have to sleep on your lap. So she would have been here right now if she'd been there. Like she was, she was always there. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Um, What are your, like, I guess this is like, what do you think about like the music industry as a whole, like with labels, streaming, everything right now? Like, what do you think when you hear about that Mm. right now? Well, it's a mixed bag, isn't it? Um, it's obvious, like, in a year with COVID, like, all the bands shut down because, like, you barely make anything on streaming. Like, in the old days, you would have been able to at least sell your albums and stuff like that. But that part has been, like, even more difficult. So, obviously, streaming is, is has been difficult on, on bands when they came tour because... I know that most people have their income in, in touring and selling merch and you never sell more merch than when you are on tour. So, you know, it's on all interlaced like that. So um, that being said, obviously um, streaming and internet and all this stuff has given you a chance to get out to more people, but also it has made the market way more crowded. So it, it takes more for you to, to rise above that. So, I mean, goods and bads I don't focus on it too much I just focus on making it work where we are instead of reminiscing of what could have been <laughs> I get you I get you like what are your thoughts about like labels and everything and like any suggestions to like new artists thinking about they should get into a label or if they should go independent at all oh yeah I mean yeah. when uh, we got a label deal with nuclear blast we weren't looking for a label uh we weren't set on getting a label at all we were just like we feel like we're just gonna do our thing diy we could do a lot of stuff we could grow ourselves and i mean that was the very reason we they even paid us any mind was because we were making a lot of noise on our own uh so definitely labels can do some good stuff for you they they can help promote your stuff they can push you to a wider audience and and be like help you get bigger tours because you have a name behind you so obviously those are wonderful things um I wouldn't let it be a a, like you have to do this or you're never going to make it not at all I mean not today you just have to be like work really really hard and be smart about how you promote yourself and do it actively and make like quality music because without quality music like it doesn't matter if you have a label or if you don't if the bass isn't there it's not going to happen. So I would say either, or you can make it work and just figure out what your own standards are for a label. For us, it was wanting creative freedom because we did not want to get forced into creating something we didn't want to make because then it becomes completely like, it doesn't matter. You know, I I don't want to make music and, and have to make something specific. Then I could have picked another job for me, music is that creative outlet where I get to do what I want to do when I want to do it sort of thing. So I didn't want to be confined like that. But if it's okay for you, then like, then creative freedom is not a big thing. You just got to figure out your own values. And obviously, yeah, you can get some more promotion, but you can also like be caught in a net of somebody restricting you. Yeah, I get you. Like, 
I know some some of these bands that are starting to get into like labels or starting to get into the music, they don't know anything or actually these horror stories that labels have brought onto the music industry and these new bands and everything. It kind of is scary for a lot of these bands trying to start out or even try to pursue music, I guess, nowadays, right? Yeah. Well, one thing I can say to them is at least you can definitely make it without a label and the smartest thing is to just make sure you spend very little money because then you don't need to make a lot of money. And it's not going to be unless you happen to hit it really big, which doesn't happen that often. You're just not going to make a lot of money. But if it's something that makes you happy, just like put your budget as low as freaking possible. I mean, I have a food budget. I have found a place with a low rent and it's not fancy and I don't get anything like I don't get fancy stuff or anything for my apartment. I thrift shop and stuff like that. Just keep everything low and it's going to make it so much easier. Also, if a label is offering you a contract and it has you pay for anything, don't take it. It happens a lot. We've gotten five of those offered. It's super, super common. And people will say like, oh, but it's a label deal. So it can really do something for me but you are not supposed to pay for a label deal. A label pays you in either money or promotion or both. So it sounds fancy with a contract. And third, if you get a contract, get it checked properly so you don't get it fricked over. Yeah, that's a new one, actually. I didn't hear about that. Really? No. It's super true. Yeah, about like you have to pay into like the label. Yeah, that's a new one, actually. I didn't hear about that before. Because then they give you like their name and their promotion Mm -hmm. and take all your percentages. I mean, it's ridiculous. So yeah, I'm sorry that you guys got offered that and hope you guys didn't take that. Of course, we didn't. I mean, we didn't. So but but I mean, definitely, I just know that as an up and coming band, we're just starting out. It's like, okay, is that what you do? Like, is it worth it? Like, maybe if it really pushes us somewhere, maybe it's worth it to pay something for it. You know, I mean, your mind is in a different place. If like, and, and you're thinking, like, just starting out, oh, label deal, it sounds so major, but, I mean, it definitely doesn't have to be. Yeah, exactly. And I was actually surprised that you guys were, ind- well, you guys were independent at one point, and I'm surprised that yeah. you guys still haven't, like, gone back into independent or at all, but you just continue starting to do in the label and everything. Well, you signed for, for some albums, like, so... um. But yeah, we we made sure, like I said, we met up with somebody and said, well, the most important thing for us is this. The creative freedom, right? Creative freedom, because we don't want to compromise on like the entire product. I mean, nothing is more important than that for us. Yeah, that's the main thing. I know a lot of things for a lot of these artists nowadays actually is creative freedom and also the rights to their music. Because once you're out of like that said label, they could still actually not let you play those songs now because of that. I've heard horror stories about that even. That sounds terrible. I mean, usually you're allowed to play your songs, but playing your songs mean that some of the money money you're getting as a songwriter, you pay to your publisher or label. But I mean, that's a deal. As long as you have that down in the contract and know what you're signing up for. I mean, hey. Yeah, that's true. Um, Is there any small, like small upcoming artists in like Denmark, actually, that you've been getting into recently? No, I'm gonna be completely honest. What? No, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't, I haven't uh, really been struck by anything by the underground scene at home here. But I will definitely recommend a 
few really good Danish bands that mm-hmm. people might not even know. I have concert tickets for both of them from last year that keeps being pushed forward and forward. Uh, well, check out Kashmir. If you don't know it, it's just with a K for the like Danish Kashmir. So okay. K-A-S-H-M-I-R and Mew, M-E-W. Both like really, really awesome bands that you should check out from I knew, Denmark. I knew about Mew, actually. They're very Wonderful good bands. Band. Great yeah, band. I mean, so uh, we, I'm supposed to go see them live when they get to play a concert. <laughs> Who knows when? So, but I'm super excited. Is there anything you want the people to tell about you, Maya, about or forever still? What do you want the people to know about you, I guess? Well, uh, what do I want to... Well, uh, we just started a, a demo club where we started sharing new music with people, actually, uh, on Patreon. So patreon.com slash forever still. We started sharing new music there and the whole songwriting process behind all the songs. So that's something people think is cool and funny they can go check that out and we also have on our youtube channel we have like little uh, snippets of all of the songs we've released so far so even if you're not a patron you can still go and and check it out what we're working on at the moment that's great thank you so much maya for coming on thank you for having me